Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast that's all about growing in the organizing and productivity business. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. In my intro, I share with you what this podcast is truly all about, what drove NAPO to create the podcast, and that is truly helping you, our listeners, grow in the organizing and productivity industry. And what a wonderful word to describe your journey in our industry. It doesn't matter where you are as an organizer or productivity pro, there is always room for growth, always. But how? How do we inch upwards? How do we keep moving along even when times get tough? Well, today we have a fantastic guest who is actually no stranger to the NAPO audience who is going to help us understand that when we ourselves are the business that focus is not everything, although it is vital, but it is not everything. We must drive results if we want to stay open. We must understand where our potential is, and we must develop a gateway offering to more business so that we as professionals can be around doing what we love for a very long time. Mark LeBlanc has been on his own virtually his entire adult life and will celebrate, get this, 38 years of being in business for himself. Based out of Minneapolis, he runs a speaking business and, in fact, was our NAPO closing keynote speaker at our annual conference in Minneapolis. He conducts presentations, over 1,000, on how to create an extreme sliver of focus and put more money in your pocket. He has written four books, including his signature book, Growing Your Business which has become an underground bestseller and boasts over 800 quantity orders of 50 copies or more. Other books include Never Be the Same, Build Your Consulting Practice, and Defining You. And in his spare time, he goes on short, quick, 500-mile walks across Spain. So, Mark, (laughs) welcome to our show. Thank you, Sarah. So good to be with you and all of my friends at Naples. Oh my gosh, I am pumped for this episode. I know you're going to share a lot of insight with our listeners. So I was on your website looking around and I can't help but notice that focus is a big part of what you talk about when speaking with audiences. So can we start there? How can we, in a world full of a lot of noise and technology and ways to grow and expand and whatever, how can we be more focused on a daily basis? Well, thank you for asking. And certainly in the introduction, you referenced a phrase of mine that focus is not everything. But let me suggest to you and our listeners what is. Extreme focus is everything. And the more focused you are, the easier everything becomes. And you tend to get what you focus on. Are there any ways, because I feel like we're pulled in so many different directions on what to focus on, what's a good way to find that pinpoint of how we find that extreme sliver of focus? 
Well, there's no end to what I call the tangents disguised as opportunity. And more than ever before, whether it's online opportunities or emails that we get promising the next opportunity or the way to get quick riches, I think Mm -hmm. first and foremost, we've got to get the money side of our business or practice right. And I like to think in terms of your business as having three train tracks. You have a booking track or what I call a business development track. You have a delivery track and then you have your money track. Our emotions often run on our cash flow. We feel better when we have money in the bank, obviously, or we see that our cash flow is looking good for the next 30, 60, or 90 days. And of course, during this time of uncertainty for your business and my business and everyone tend to sometimes get sidelined or distracted by cancel by cancellation. Mm. Either presentations that are canceled or organizing engagements that are canceled or delayed. And we can get down in the dumps, of course. But I think what's important is to maintain our focus on the business development track. Even if you are moving like a turtle (laughs) or even a snail, you're staying in gear and moving forward. To me, the anchor focal point of focus is what's the dollar value that you want to contract for or book or agree to every 30 days. This is where you want to throw away the concept of the annual goal and the calendar year and really create a snapshot of a model month. And if you can create a path and a plan to be at your model month every 30 days, you have a much greater likelihood of staying in gear. And Sarah, I have contracted for my monthly sales target for 67 months in a row. Wow. It's that kind of consistency and sustainability and predictability that I want our organizers to get connected to. So right now, listeners, in case you're listening to this episode, far in the future, right now this is being recorded at the height, at least in the United States, of the coronavirus pandemic, essentially. And so right now, we really don't know what life is going to look like or business is going to look like on the other side of it. And so I love that you're bringing this up with the cancellations and the uncertainty that our clients might be feeling right now when it comes to either their funds or how do we work together if you can't come to my home or whatever that is. But it sounds like the underlying thesis essentially of what you're talking about here is remaining consistent. Whatever you were doing before you know, life as we knew it kind of changed to make sure we're continuing that here on the other side. And I love this whole calendar year visual I mean, and keeping it broken down into every 30 days. And that just helps you stay consistent. So can you elaborate more on that? So let's say you set a goal and you hit it, or let's say you don't, do you adjust those goals every 30 days? Or how often do you suggest looking at those anchor numbers? Well, You've asked maybe the most insightful question that anyone has ever asked me right out of the chute. (laughs) And what I'd like to suggest, I refer to that monthly target sales number as your monthly optimistic target. Now, not super optimistic, could be a mild stretch, 
But again, the key is consistency more than knocking it out of the park in any one month. So once you have this monthly optimistic number, and quite frankly, I don't care what it is. For some people, it might be $8,000 a month. For some, it might be four. For some, it might be 16. Whatever your number is, there's no wrong answers except not to have one. And I remember the very first time I was actually coaching a business client on how to set an optimistic sales target. And I drove away from that coaching session and I thought, I should do some of this that I want my clients to do. (laughs) I mean, what a novel concept. (laughs) And so I stopped at a restaurant here in Minneapolis and I pulled out a pen and paper and I took a deep breath and I thought, what would my monthly optimistic sales target be? And I wrote it down. And in that moment, I was scared to death. And I began to immediately think, well, gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I could do it if more people gave me referrals. Maybe I could do it once, but I don't know if I could do it every 30 days. How will I accomplish this? But I wrote it down. And Sarah, we know that nothing great happens if you leave it in your head or your heart. Right. And today I refer to that game as inspired friction. Once I had it out of my head and in black and white, it began to drive me in making better decisions. And pretty soon I began to realize, well, if I want to hit that number every 30 days, I may need to market myself differently. I may need to redefine the profile of my perfect client. I might need to raise my fee a bit. And so the ripple effect from having that number began to drive my focus in a variety of ways in terms of how I brought my work ethic to the marketplace. And if your focus was varied in that time of pivoting, of deciding you need this number every 30 days, would you say, if our listeners are saying, well, gosh, does that mean I'll kind of take two steps backwards in order to take one leap forward? Or in your experience working with clients, and of course, going through that yourself, how did that end up working out? Well, it might have been the second or third month when all of a sudden I did it. I contracted or I booked my optimistic sales target. And of course, I stopped marketing them because now I had work to deliver. (laughs) You know, I went to the delivery track of my business. And so pretty soon I started to deliver my work, my cash flow improved. And then 90 days later, I thought, oh gosh, I'm now back in the valley. And so I had to go back to my business development track and make sure that I that in view. And Sarah, my basic sales philosophy is if you can book it once, you can book it again. I also believe, now this is going to sound somewhat contrary, my monthly optimistic target, well, at the time, being large, it was not that low. I want to encourage people to set a target that they believe they can reach. It's less about what the number is and more about what the number is a catalyst for you to do action on. You can adjust your number up as you build a foundation for that. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I almost wondered when you said that, did you set a number that at the time you thought was challenging? 
and it maybe scared you a little bit. But now looking back on it, you're like, oh my gosh, goodness, if I even knew the potential I had in front of me, I may have set a number even higher than that at that time. No, we need to go through the journey to kind of get there. But I think that's kind of reassuring if that's true to our listeners who are already feeling nervous about writing down that number on a piece of paper. Well, I want them to get just a little bit nervous. Great. (laughs) And again, consistency is the key because you can always book more. It doesn't need to take 30 days to book your target number. There are people who book their target number by the middle of the month. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to stop. Right. you know, moving forward. So you can always pile on, but just make sure that you stay in gear. I believe the secret to a person's success lies in the phrase every 30 days. Now, to your earlier question about how often do you review the numbers, in the beginning, you might review them more frequently, maybe every 90 days, or you might even experiment every 30 days for the next or three or four months until you find your set point. But here's the freedom or what I feel is liberating. Get into the habit of resetting your counters to zero every 30 days. So no matter what you contract for in this month, at the end of the month, you reset your counters to zero. So if you book your optimistic number, great. You reset your counters to zero. You start all over again on the first of the month. If you don't book your optimistic number. The freedom is you do not have to carry forward that negative from the previous month. Likewise, let's say you've been marketing yourself for some time and all of a sudden a number of things come together. And let's say your optimistic number is $10,000 a month, but in this particular month, you booked $20,000 because you were piling on or you got some kind of a larger contract. Well, then you don't have to carry that forward either. It goes to your total, but if you get into the habit of resetting your counters to zero every 30 days, you can let go of what you did not do. You can get to celebrate what you did do and start all over again the first of every month. And if you begin to adopt and adapt that mindset, it will set you up for getting traction, for generating momentum. And it's almost like having a New Year celebration every 30 days. Right. Because we do this, you know, at least in the States, we every January 1, we're supposed to review last year and set goals for the new year. And then we, most of us don't review those goals, even, you know, in June when we're halfway through the year. And so you kind of get to October, November, and you think about, well, gee, where did I say I was going to be by this time? eight, nine months ago, and you're like, well, I don't really know. And so that's not a great way to build momentum in our business, I don't think, now, thinking of it the way you're presenting it. Well, it really isn't. And if you are off track from what you wanted on January 1st, and it's now the end of May or the end of August, and you're so far off track, it's only human nature to kind of switch off and think, okay, well, I'm going to spend the rest of the year getting ready for the new year. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, You know, we fool ourselves into thinking, well, I'm still going to work hard, but I'm going to get ready. I'm going to work on a new website. I'm going to get a new certification. And by God, I'm going to be ready for January 1st. Well, if we tend to feel better on January 1st, 
whether we hit our goal for the previous year or not. Imagine if you could have that same feeling every 30 days. Right. No, it's such an interesting way to look at business and a continuous pattern or consistency, if you will. We're going to take a very quick break, but I, I want to actually circle back to the atmosphere we're in right now and how being consistent can relate to we're only about a week away from a new month. So I want to ask you a couple questions about that. We'll, we'll be right back. NAPO member June Carter, CPO, will be sharing her tips and tricks to home staging in NAPO's first conference workshop live webinar, Professional Organizer's Guide to Home Staging, held live May 20th and 21st. Learn more and register before May 18th at napo.net slash homestaging. Okay, we have Mark LeBlanc on the show, and we're just talking about being consistent in your business and also to maybe rethink this whole setting goals once a year thing and maybe revisiting them, you know, six months into the year. But instead setting uh, an optimistic number every 30 days and then setting it back to zero once we get, once those 30 days are up. And I did mention that depending on when you're listening to this episode, right now we're in a, an interesting time. We're at the um, height of the coronavirus or what we know to be the height of the coronavirus uh, pandemic throughout the, the world, really. And if you're like me, it's uh, March 26th. This kind of, we kind of been ordered to stay home about a week ago, and we're not really sure what this is going to be like. So, Mark, if I were resetting my numbers to zero April 1, and I've had a ton of cancellations, and I can't go to people's homes or offices anymore and, and help them like I used to, what would you say to our listeners now about how we can still stay consistent and stay the course? But um, would we pivot in any way, given given the strange new climate we're in? We absolutely would. And here's the difference between a goal and what I call a benchmark. A goal tends to be the top of the mountain, you know, that annual number we're trying to reach. If you think of the goal as the peak, think of your monthly sales target as a benchmark. And a benchmark is a number that measures an activity or a result. And so if you get into the habit of focusing on your monthly sales target and you reset your counters to zero every 30 days. Now, the beauty of a benchmark is that you can increase it or decrease it along the way as you make new decisions. And we tend not to give ourselves permission to reduce our goal. But I want to encourage people or give them permission to constantly be reviewing their benchmarks, whether they are financial benchmarks, marketing benchmarks, selling benchmarks, of course, health and exercise benchmarks, as well as how do you keep your fun meter unmasked? What right. Brings, what brings you joy in this world? And so having a blended set of benchmarks in all areas of your life that you have permission to increase or decrease. So for example, in my business model, April 1st, I have decided to reduce my monthly sales target. I've already had a strategic conversation with my assistant and we decreased our monthly benchmark by 20%. I actually decreased my monthly owner's compensation by 20%, just to take a bit of the pressure off. So give yourself the freedom and flexibility to increase or decrease. And when the time is right, I will go back to my original benchmarks for 
as we get through this time period, and we will. I'm incredibly optimistic that we will move through this valley and come out stronger on the other side. And that when the time is right, I will increase my benchmark even more. I love that. And it's such a great way of giving yourself permission to be in charge of your own business and to not really hold yourself captive to yourself. And I love that you brought up the opportunity to find the fun in life still and make sure that you're finding that balance of making sure your business is on track and consistent, but also revisiting those moments of joy that we all need to stay focused. Whenever I work with somebody or whenever I speak to an audience, sometimes I refer to it as my declaration that you can grow your business. Number two, you can put more money in your pocket as a business owner. Number three, you can get your fund meter on there. And number four, you can have the kind of balance you want in your home and your work life. Yeah, I believe it too. I truly do. It's hard. But I think you have to do the homework. You have to write it down. You have to lay out those tracks and see where you need to be on in this season of your business. So a lot of us are solopreneurs. Not everyone. There are a lot of multi-business organizers and productivity pros out there. But you mentioned discovering where your potential is in the marketplace. What do you mean by that? Well, we all define potential differently. And I hope that people take the time to to really define what potential means to him or her and how they view their potential as a professional organizer, whether you are solo, full-time, solo half-time or part-time, or maybe you have an assistant or a team of contractors that you're putting out. What we want to make sure is that we are marketing ourselves on a regular basis and When I think about marketing, I tend to think of four sectors of potential. And sector one is new business opportunities with brand new prospects, people who don't know who you are. Sector two is new business opportunities with existing prospects, people people that you know in your community or Maybe they're on your mailing list, but you've not done work with them before. That would be sector two. Sector three would be new business opportunities with past clients. And number four would be new business opportunities with current or existing clients. And so when we think about potential, we want to make sure that we are aiming our efforts at each of the four different sectors differently. Because each sector has a different degree of need and knowingness to what you provide out in the marketplace. I love that. I love thinking in that regard. How do we develop a way to create an offering that welcomes more business? So you mentioned reaching out to people who have not done business with us yet. And especially in our industry, a lot of our client work are project-based. So they're not one and done. We meet with these people for a long time. We build relationships with them. And they may or may not refer us out, depending on their comfort level with sharing that they're working with an organizer or a productivity consultant. So what are some ways that our industry can develop a gateway offering to more business and reach out to those people who don't yet work with us or know who we are? Well, I refer to it as what could be your signature sale. Okay. And 
when I think of my history in business, the most successful periods of my career were around 9-11, were around the economic meltdown in the fall of 2008. And even now, as we're working through the coronavirus chapter of our lives and our world, I think there's never been a better time to maybe look at your menu of how you're working people or what the options are and create something new. Maybe there's a step, maybe it's a smaller step that you can offer out in the marketplace, or maybe it's a way to bring a past home back to re-engage him or her into your fold, but identify maybe a step or a different type of engagement. And sometimes I say, make it a no-brainer because it can be a tremendous gateway to a long-lasting relationship and a way of being of service, uh, being of good service. And so if all of a sudden you created something new, well, one, creating something new infuses some new energy into you. And it gives you a reason to go back to the marketplace to either meet and make new contacts or to go back to your past clients or to even work differently with your current clients. So for example, I have a coaching relationship where I just meet with somebody every 30 days for 30 minutes. And I call it our signature 30-30 coaching relationship. And it's a no-brainer food. Yeah. Um, or, or what I call a Goldilocks food. It's not too high. It's not too low. It's just right. Unlike many coaches, I make myself available for a 90-minute coaching session at a time. And it's a great way to get connected to somebody in the early days. And it's like somebody has the need for a business coach, I'll often encourage them to just simply commit to two 90-minute in-phone coaching sessions. And it's a great way to hit me for a test drive. And if they like me and what we do in two 90-minute pinpoint sessions, they can work with me on an as-needed basis, or they might consider a more formal coaching relationship. But part of my approach and philosophy, Sarah, is I like to live in a world of two and more right answers. But I tend to work with almost everyone who comes to me because I've made it easy for people to say yes. And so as an organizer, if you have a diversity of ways that you can work with them, and one is this signature sale that you can shine a bright light on, where you can be of darn good service, whether or not they do more work with you or not, but the reality is there's a greater likelihood they will do more work with you. I really like that. And listeners, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter, you know, March of 2020 or two years from now to this episode, I love it. Look at your menu. Are you offering something to everyone to at least get them to engage with you at some point in their lives? And I don't know, Mark, after rocking the world the way this virus has, we might find ourselves for a little while needing to offer services that don't have quite the commitment we may have asked of our clients before. We know because we've talked about this whole episode that you need to have consistency and keep at something and reevaluate it. But maybe with our clients, they're going to want those just 30 every 30. I really like that. And it's just a great way to get their foot in the door, to get them to know us, like us, trust us, and then move on from there. So that's fantastic advice. I truly appreciate that. 
Sarah, if I were a professional organizer, let me tell you what I would do, especially right now. Yes. I would create a virtual organizing assessment of some type. I would brand it with a specific name. And I would begin to let the world know that I can help you get organized. At least step one, do an assessment of your kitchen, your closet, your garage, your home office, because we're all getting more comfortable with Skype or Zoom. And so I can come into your home easily today from the comfort of my own home. And so if you had a no-brainer sale where you could come in and get the process started with an organizing plan, why would they not want to do that in the next 30 or 60 or 90 days as an amazing runway step to coming into their home 90 days from now? Oh, that's so good. Listeners, if you don't take that advice and think about ways to offer something like that, I feel you might be missing an opportunity to welcome more people into your business, to make a little money right now and meet those 30-day goals in such a win-win scenario for both you and your client. And the great thing is too, Mark, that doesn't limit our listeners to their local marketplace. You know, if they've got a follower on Instagram who is chiming in from across the country, they could still go into their home from the comfort of the organizer's own home and help them, which really just opens up their marketplace to truly a limitless pool of potential clients. It really does. And I have an interior designer who started doing this virtually, designing online, coming into a client's home, wherever they were in North America. And she created a very easy step And I believe it was for $495 to come in virtually, do an assessment from her laptop, and her clients would just walk her through their home. And it was the absolute best $495 they could. Right. And, And then the designer would come back with a report of findings and recommendations that her client could accept or reject but now had a path to where they could do some things themselves. And then she became the trusted or prime resource for when the time was right to do more work. Absolutely. And that's a great way to parallel the work that organizers and productivity professionals do. You know, we can get our clients started, give them a list of things to do, homework to do, items to order, whether we do that for them or they kind of do that. And then Maybe it's a package deal like that or check in 30 every 30 or it might lead to something more consistent, but what a fantastic idea. And that's very tangible. That's not something that would take too long to get off the ground and get started in our listeners' current business offerings. Okay, Mark, thank you so much for all of your insight today. And you've got my brain turn. And I know our listeners are going to be excited to switch off this episode. They're going to want to come back to it, but they're going to get busy making a change in their business. If you could leave our listeners with two sticky notes, what would those sticky notes be? Something they could write down their high impact, put on their bathroom mirror or their home office to make a change in their business. What would you leave us with? Number one, I would have them take a deep breath and think about what their monthly optimistic number would be for now and write it down on a post-it note or create a visual of it for their laptop. Maybe turn it into a screensaver, a custom screensaver. Mm-hmm. 
But even if they put it on a post-it note on their desk or next to their laptop, it's a constant visual reminder of what we are trading our day for. Hmm. Number two, a pearl of wisdom I often share is what you do every day is more important than what you do once in a while. And it's our everyday activity that keep us in first or second gear, especially on the business development side. And we now have more time. I'll give an example of what I personally do. And it doesn't mean that you have to do it, Sarah, or any of our listeners. I make five telephone calls day in, day out. And I know for a fact that even if you got into the habit of making two telephone calls every day towards one of those sectors, it may be clients, it might be checking in with current clients, it might be checking in with sector two prospects to see if the time and that you have something new to share with them. If you get into the habit of making two calls a day or three calls a day or five calls a day. Now, I tend to like the telephone, but if you got into the habit of sending two emails a day, consistency beats commitment every day of the week and on Sunday. And so, you know, that's a great, what I call seed planting strategy. That's fantastic. I know that it's really hard to stay consistent, especially in times like these where it can be stressful. But listeners, if you can take the advice of Mark and put this episode aside when you're done listening to it and come back to it often, I think it's a really great reminder of just how much we can accomplish if we just remain consistent and hyper-focused. So Mark, where can our listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? Well, thank you, Sarah. And first, I have a 45-minute luncheon speech on my website on how to have your best year ever. You certainly do. I listen to it. It's fantastic. Thank you. So listeners, if you like some of the things that you're hearing today, a high value activity would be to listen to that or watch that 45-minute speech. But my website is marklablanc.com. Mark, M-A-R-K. LeBlanc is L-E capital B-L-A-N-C dot com. And if anyone would be interested in getting the electronic version of my book, Growing Your Business, just send me an email, mark at growingyourbusiness.com, and I'd be happy to send you the ebook of Growing Your Business. You will not go into our funnel. You're not going to become part of our herd. We're not hmm. going to send an email every day for the next 30 days, I promise you. In fact, you might not ever hear from us again. I just want to make that resource available to you. We appreciate that. That's such a generous offer. Thank you so much, Mark. And listeners, just in case you're not able to write that down, we will make sure all this information is in our show notes for you. So thank you so much, listeners, for hanging out with me today and learning with me. This wraps up this episode of Standout. If you were able to walk away with nuggets of inspiration or something valuable, please leave us a review and hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving that review, if you don't mind, please feel free to share this episode and every episode with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Standout, brought to you by NAPO. 
the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.